Good morning, everyone. It's great to be together as we uh, launch our vision series uh, over the next three weeks. Uh, today, I'm just going to be talking purely about vision. And the next week, Joni and I are going to be talking about uh, culture in the life of the church. And then in week three, uh, we're going to be talking about how you can practically get involved in this vision. Uh, and also, we're going to be interviewing a few people and hearing from uh, some of the team's uh, heart on our vision. Now, if I was to get a bunch of you uh, blindfolded up on stage this morning uh, and spin you around for about a minute and then say, point north, okay, I know all of you will be pointing in all sorts of different directions. And our goal over the next three weeks is to take you on a journey where we can show really, really clearly to you where north is, where north is. Um, in the book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament, uh, God says to make the vision clear so they can read it, they can hear it, and they can run with it. And it's our heart's desire is that you hear the vision really, really uh, clearly over the next three weeks and that you're able with everything that you have to run with that vision. Now, we unpacked this vision with our leaders uh, in September, and it was absolutely fantastic. And I want to repeat to you what I said to them, which was this, is that um, after we've done this vision series, Joni and I are going to be visiting uh, all the home groups uh, that we have to talk uh, through the vision, to, to connect with you all, uh, and to answer any questions that you may have. And also, just to say, is that we are available Joni and I are available to have a coffee, we're available for an email, we're available just to chat. And it's really important that we journey people through this whole process. Uh, when Joni and I were, were uh, asked to take on the church, um, I remember going up to uh, the third floor of our house where I had my study at that time. And I was in there and I felt like a nudge from the Holy Spirit to grab a book off the bookshelf uh, and to turn to a particular page number. And it was, I believe in church growth. I've got about a thousand books up there, so it's quite random. I've never actually read this book. I believe in church growth by Eddie Gibbs. And I picked it off the shelf and I turned to that page number. And it all says about how to do transitions and successions well. Okay, which is amazing. And, uh, and, and I looked there and it talks about three ways to do it badly and one way to do it really, really well. And that was to focus on evolution not revolution. Evolution, not revolution. When we talk about revolution, uh, it, it kind of speaks of dismantling things. Just kind of like throwing a metaphorical bomb on things, say, oh, we're going to change everything. And that's not our heart's desire at all. Our heart's desire, as God leads, is to evolve things. Because one of the major things is, is that, for Joni and I, is that Everything that has been built in this church and poured into this church is our hearts. It is our hearts. And we want to, um, in many ways, guard and protect the culture that has been uh, birthed and built over this church in the last uh, 26 years. But we also understand there's often a sense of, I would call, communal anxiety when it comes to change. You see it in the family. You see it in a church dynamic is that so often is that when there's any change, you can sense and feel, as it were, in the soul of the church, uh, a bit of 
a bit of fear, a bit of anxiety, what will happen? And we want to be really, really sensitive to that. Now, so far, so good. In fact, I've been having to hold people back, which is fantastic. But Joni and I are really, really committed to going on a journey with people and making sure that every single person, every single one of you guys are on board, that we're not leaving anyone behind, is that we recognize people's anxieties, people's fears, um, and we want to take people on that journey. So hear, hear me today, is that this vision and the culture that we want to create is something to be evolved uh, we're not looking for a mass uh, revolution, but certainly something of an evolution. We want to say this, that um, this is God's church. And I hope that's come across um, last weekend with um, the commissioning service and the party and on the Friday and the previous weeks and, and last year. Um, this is God's church. And um, I, I was reminded uh, again of John Wimber who founded the Vineyard Movement of when uh, the Lord spoke to him and said, I want my church back. I want my church back. And he was a church growth consultant and he was seeing lots of different ways that church was being done in the States and around the world. And it was, it was a reminder to say, look, this church belongs to the Lord. And so though we're talking from our perspective in terms of vision and culture, um, we also want to say up front that this church belongs to God and therefore it's our joy, it's our responsibility just to follow him as the head of the church. Is that we're committed just to be obedient to him. And that may mean sometimes doing some radical things, some things of change, but at the end of the day, you need to know it's coming from a heart and a perspective as we feel, we sense that we've heard from the Lord and we're going to go for it as best as we can. And you know what? If we get it wrong, you need to know that Joni and I will always be the first people to stand on this stage, hold our hands up and say, do you know what? We had a go and we made a mistake. That didn't work out. In fact, we want to create a culture, it's very important, of people failing forward. Of people just having a go at stuff. People just saying, do you know, run with what's in your heart and we're going to encourage you, we're going to support you, we're going to serve you in it, and we're going to be your biggest fans. But you know what? If things don't work out, it's fine, because that's what discipleship is. Discipleship looks like a lot of failure, a lot of getting things wrong, and we want to kind of create that type of culture. We're going to be spending this next year peering, as it were, into the life of the church, peering into the life of the church, because um, it's a huge shift of perspective leading from, as it were, the, uh, the second chair to actually being senior leaders in a church. It's a huge, huge, uh, different perspective. And therefore, what we want to hear from you is very much what is in your heart. What is the call of God on your life? Where, where are your giftings? And we want to call those things into life. We want to call those things into the open and say, look, we want to see what's going on in your hearts. What is your vision and what is your call? And so over the next year, we're going to be looking uh, to hear from you and talk to you and find out what, what is going on. What is God speaking to you about in this time? What do you have passion for? What is your biggest complaint, as it were, for an area of injustice in our city or in the nations of the world? What is it? And we want to help facilitate that. 
as we embark on this journey, um, it's interesting that uh, I kind of feel like I've been in preparation and the Lord reminded me at Christmas that I'd actually been a Christian 30 years. And I was telling Joni this, I said, and she was like, what about me? And, <laughs> and then we realized that she'd been a Christian 33 years, both very significant numbers and in terms of preparation. And we have... Um, been on this journey for 30 and 33 years, I believe in preparation for this season. And um, we're a church of about 250, 300 people in a, in a city of about 300,000. And we've got faith. We've got faith for a big church. A big church. I, I felt like the Lord whispered to me a number, which is 3,000, okay, which is what we're going to be shooting for. And, and, and what that means is that, yeah, we're looking for more people, but actually we always want to remain a small church in terms of our belonging, in terms of family, in terms of connection. So always looking for more people, God reaching more people. But we also want to maintain that feel of being a small church in terms of connection and a sense of belonging. It's really simple, as I said a couple of weeks ago. Um, we water, we plant, but God makes things grow and he gets the credit. This is simple. Um, my family came to the commissioning last week. You know, they were a bit overawed, I think, by the occasion. And they were saying, well, it's a bit challenging, isn't it, John? I was joking with some people this week. My mum still thinks I'm 19 years old and I'm, a, I'm like a youth pastor of five people. And that's what she tells all the neighbours. So they're sat here and thinking, what on earth? What, who is this? <laughs> and, Aren't you overawed? Aren't you challenged? And, and I said, well, of course you feel a weight. Of course you feel a responsibility. But I can't live with that narrative or the weight of that in terms of emotion. A very simple outlook on life is that I feel called. Joni feels called. And that's the most important thing. We get to do our bit. We water, we plant, we sow seeds. But God is in charge. He makes things grow. And he, Jesus, will always get the glory. Our goal is to exalt Christ. Our vision is to exalt Christ in his name. So that's just as, as a way of some introductory thoughts. Now into the vision. It's very important that you understand that vision, this is why we're looking at culture next week, must work in tandem with culture because culture always eats vision up for breakfast. You can have the best slogans. Do you like one of our slogans here? Donated by Arco. Thank you very much. Um, you can have the best slogans, the best marketing, the best vision statements, but do you know what? If the culture isn't there, the behaviors, the activity, then it's just all meaningless. It's all meaningless. So vision must always work in tandem uh, with culture. And we've been carrying this specific vision for about 18 months now in our hearts. And um, during our sabbatical, we were given a month off in, in, in June. We just basically laid it before the Lord. And we just said, we have lots of kind of good ideas, Lord. Trust me. You know, I wake up every morning, I'm thinking, what could we do? What could we do? But I'm more interested in the God ideas. God, what are you saying? And we laid it before him. We just asked him to confirm and, and affirm what we were feeling and sensing that God was, was saying to us, but we wanted a vision that was from God, not just a good idea. That was deep in my heart. This has to come from God. 
This has to come from God. I wanted a vision where every single person in our church could essentially, whether you're a leader or not a leader, whether you've been in this church for 20 years or two weeks, you could actually run one of our newcomers. You could, you could go up where we meet new people and you could, in 10 minutes, explain the vision and the heart of this church. Every single person could do it. It wouldn't just be reliant upon Joni and I telling everyone and meeting everyone, but equipping you just to be able, wherever you are. And I've been trying this vision out, you need to know, from um, everybody, people in the church, but, but mainly people from outside the church in the city of Hull and people who don't know Jesus and sharing our heart and seeing how that connects. We wanted a vision that would connect linguistically in terms of the language and missiologically with the city of Hull. It would speak prophetically to the city of Hull in 2020. I was, uh, it was just one of those random uh, moments and I've had many of them over the last couple of years but I was, I was in a, a board meeting and uh, I just I was sat opposite a lady and it was the first time we'd met and she is... She runs her own marketing firm in Hull. And it's one of the biggest, most successful marketing firms in Hull. And she said, have you got a minute? Can I just share with you this vision? And she was just like, a face lit up, and she, said, she just said, that is so Hull. That is so Hull, and that is what Hull needs to hear. And I felt like you know, God was just, again, confirming some of the stuff and some of the questions that I was asking in my in my heart. Now, we also wanted a vision that wasn't a, a departure, a departure from the vision of this church over the last 26 years and the heart of Scripture. It's very important that it kind of tick two, those two boxes in terms of, of a vision. And I was, um, about 18 months ago, I was in my office and I was just studying the Bible and uh, I think it's Matthew chapter 10 and I just saw a word and it was like, kind of bonfire night, fireworks display going off in my mind and in my heart. You know, you've ever read the Bible, and it's like the Lord just gets a, a highlighter and just highlights a word, and it just illuminates before you. And it was like that. It was like God was speaking. I knew God was speaking, and I just had to pause. And I felt like the Lord just began to download stuff to me. And um, it was all about the one word, which was home. We wanted to build a vision around the word and the understanding of, of home. And um, this whole idea of the church being a home for Hull. And I was just, um, I, I, it was amazing. I went home and before I got home, um, there was a billboard which I hadn't seen on Clough Road. And I don't know who was advertising, but it says there's no place like home on the billboard, and then they just built a cafe on Bev Road, I think I went the next day, and it said home. And just everywhere we've been, everywhere we've been going, we just see this, this word. And I went home, and I, I was in the kitchen, and I said to Joni, I said, I think, I think God has just spoken to us about the future of the church and about um, the vision of this church, and it is around about home. There was a, a time in our sabbatical when uh, one morning we, we were in France and uh, 
Joni had woken up and she was just in tears. She'd had a terrible night's sleep and just a lot of, kind of really felt like demonic activity and just horrible nightmares. And um, I, went, I went for a prayer and was just um, talking to the Lord and I, I just this overwhelming sinking feeling came upon me about the vision. I was just full of, full of doubt. I was full of like, Lord, please, it's got, it's got to be you. And you, you, know, you can have hundreds of prophetic confirmations and all these things, but Lord, I was wrestling, really wrestling. That afternoon, we got a phone call and the police were, were in our house here in Hull and we'd been burgled. And um, it was obviously upsetting. But a couple hours later, I was praying again and I felt like the Lord spoke to me that, that what had happened in the natural really was an attack on as it were, the spiritual. An intruder tried to get into our house, had broken into our house, stolen our stuff, and in the same way, it was like the enemy, in that 24 hours, was trying to just rob us of the vision, rob us of the dreams and the hopes um, for, for this church being a home for our city. And so, in many respects, uh, the enemy overplayed his hand, because in trying to rob us of our peace, he actually, I think, it just added to our confirmation that this is where we wanted to go. There are three elements, three simple elements to home, which we want to emphasize, which really fit through the very simple matrix that this church, and we believe any healthy church, should be built on, which is up, in, and out. Really simple matrix. Our connection to God our connection to one another as, as the body of Christ and our relationship with reaching those people who don't know Jesus in our city and beyond. Up, in, and out. In other words, Christ, uh, community, uh, church, and culture. Christ, church, and culture. So I just want to break these three things down. First of all, that God is home. God is home. We as human beings, we as human beings are Souls are homeless. They're restless looking for God. Our entire city are full of people who are looking for home. They're looking for God. And as a church, apart from Jesus, do you know what? We have nothing else to offer. This isn't about um, great slogans and great marketing. We want to offer the person of Jesus Christ to our city. And the more and more I, I, I become uh, a disciple of Christ, I realize you know, in life that's all I have to offer. That we as a church, that's all we have to offer is Jesus. We are sojourners, we, we're in exile and we're looking for home. Home is God himself. And we wanna spend our days and we wanna spend our weeks and we wanna spend our months and we wanna spend our years offering God to our community. We want to offer God to our community. We're all on a journey. Every single one of us, we're all on a journey and we're all looking for home. Home isn't a, a brick and mortar space. It's not about square footage. Home is relationship first and foremost with God. Home is God. And we want to call the church and the city to home. Secondly, church is home. Church is home. You know, when I uh, came to the vineyard, aged about um, 19, uh, and Joni had the same experience, is that 
the language we both used, I'm sure many of you used, is this, is that we came home. We just felt like we'd come home. We'd been to other wonderful parts of the body of Christ, other denominations, but we just felt we'd come home. And we, the church, want this to be home for us and the people of Hull. What is church? It's family. It's not a company or corporation with a CEO. We're family. We're brothers, we're sisters, mums and dads. It's a community of all ages, whether you're one or a hundred. It represents the community of the coming kingdom in terms of ethnic diversity. It's the rich, it's the poor, it's the full plethora of the diversity of a kingdom community unified around Christ and his cause. We're going to be a family. We are a family and we're going to be a family. And that's really, really important. As we push out and reach more people, what we're saying is come and be part of the family. Come and be part of the family. Thirdly, we're going to create rooms in our city. We're going to create homes and we're going to create rooms. Why? So that we can create room for more people to meet Jesus. We want to create space and plant rooms and homes all across the region so that people can meet with Jesus. Um, Joni and I spoke uh, at a church in Manchester about, um, it must have been two and a half, three years ago. And uh, it was a lovely, lovely lady that we met there. And we just had, must have had two or three minute conversation with her. And then 18 months, two years later, right before we announced to the church that Joni and I would be leading this church, um, the pastor of that church rang me and said that this lady wanted to pass a message on to Joni and I. And this lady had been praying for us and this church every single day for two years. I'm, like, I'm not sure I've prayed for someone for two hours. I mean, two years every day praying for us. And, um, and she said prophetically, she said, you guys are about to experience a change a huge change, and here's some words for you personally. And she said, I'd like to come and visit. Anyway, she came over and visited us, and she prayed and prophesied, and she delivered a series of words to us as a church. And one of them was this, is that the whole of Hull, the whole of Hull, she heard, was groaning, was groaning for us as a church. They were groaning to come home. They were so broken they were so weighed down by injustice and pain. They needed healing and they were waiting on us. They were waiting on us to go to them. And it was very similar to that prophetic word that David Flowers, our area leader, gave at the commissioning last Sunday about the heartlands. It's really when I really started to get very emotional because I knew this is the heart of God, that God is calling us to go into the heartlands of Hull the areas of Hull that we've never, ever touched and never, ever reached, and we're going to go after people. And this is God's heart for us. This is what God wants us to do. People are waiting for us to come. But do you know, there's only one time in the New Testament that God says, wait, and that is for the Holy Spirit. Every other time it's we go. And there seems to be, um, I, I think almost in the psychology, the subconscious of church is that people are just going to turn up and arrive. Okay, it's fantastic today we have a car park that's completely full. But people aren't just going to turn up. Maybe they will. Maybe we'll see a revival like that. 
But I believe we've got to obey the commission of God, which is to go, to go into all the world and make disciples. And so that's what we want to do. We want to create rooms and we want to go to people in our city. Now let me just break those three things down into just a little bit more detail. First of all, God is home. Against the tide of um, liberalism and secularism that we're facing today, we prophetically want to create environments that people can experience and find God. Do you know, we're drowning, aren't we, in freedoms, but people are thirsty for meaning. And we have a product, if you like, and for that invert commas, which is unsurpassed. God himself, the person of Jesus. And we want to help people find home. Christopher West, the Catholic theologian, said this, all the hungers we have for love, for union, for happiness are given by God to lead us to him. The difference between a saint and the greatest sinner is where they go to satisfy that hunger. And what does that mean for us? It means we want to create environments where worship is so, so important. We worship with our lives, but that sung worship, what we did this morning together, it means that we cover and long for the presence of God. God is at home amongst us. His presence, we say, God, you are at home amongst us as a community, as a church. One of my family members, one of my nephews, was at the commissioning on Sunday, and uh, he's, he's an atheist. He's walked away from the Lord. And uh, he spoke to one of you guys, I don't know who it was, after the service. He, he then went to a Bible study this week and said, I've got it all wrong. I'm going, you don't realize in that atmosphere of worship, I mean, we were doing family business, weren't we? We were celebrating. You don't realize what God is doing. Our hearts and our church we want God's presence to be home for that. It means connecting with God through the Bible, biblical faithfulness. Every home, doesn't it, have boundaries? Every, every thriving home has boundaries. We believe the Bible communicates how to live. And so you're going to find that um, over the months and years is that we will be actually going through whole books of the Bible. People are interested in my opinion you can just go to social media and get hundreds of different opinions. But I believe there's power in God's word. There's power in the cross. There's power in the gospel. As we present that faithfully, God will move in power. Prayer, oh my gosh, this week, it's been unbelievable. I don't know how many hours we've prayed. Early morning, 30 plus of you on Monday night crying out to God. It is just paramount that we're connecting with God and helping people how to pray. It's been absolutely stunning just to seek God. Spiritual formation, the gospel, radical discipleship. You know, six out of 10 people who find faith leave the faith within two years. 60%. We need to radically think how we do discipleship and how we make sure that people's first and foremost priority is connecting with God. Secondly, Church as home, against the tides of isolation and family breakdown and confusion in a world of loneliness and fatherlessness, we want to be family. We want to offer a place of relationship, of belonging, that it's not about categories, but we're just humanity, that through the cross and through the outpouring of the Spirit, all those barriers have been broken down through the blood of Jesus that we are the new 
kingdom community. But that means we will see people, the young and the old, be multi-generational, the rich and the poor. This is really important to me. So uh, I'm really privileged to go into a couple of the private schools in Hull, in Hull Collegiate and, and Hymers. Those doors have opened up to us in terms of chaplaincy roles and, and speaking. Um, but also, and this is just for me privately, because it's my deepest, deepest longing, desire, is that, is that I'm not just a pastor of a church of 300, but I want to be a pastor to the city. I just want to live in a bubble, is that I'm very, very committed to reaching people like you are and invite them to church. And so I'm also on the board of Emmaus, which is the leading um, charity for homelessness uh, in our city. It's my desire, it's Joni's desire, is that when you come and meet amongst us on a Sunday, you will see people who are the rich and the poor sat next to each other. Has to be that way. Has to be that way. That is who we are as a church. It's very important to me and to us of ethnic diversity that we reflect the coming kingdom, we reflect our city in terms of who we're reaching. We prophetically want to pursue a better story of great marriages, being single, celebrated, of raising kids, adopting kids, helping widows, home groups, parties, eating together, community, pastoring people. We live in a different age, people with different needs. We need God's wisdom and we need resources to help pastor people effectively. We're called to be family. We're called to be home in terms of our relationships and finally creating rooms in our city. Another bit of language for that is grace outposts. In other words, we don't just want to be talking about how God changes lives and changes a city and praying about it and singing about it and yet we have no ministry out to those people because that's just a virtual reality church. We're saying we're going to take the land for Jesus and yet we have no land, as it were, for people to be met with and encounter Christ. And so we're committed. We're committed to creating rooms in our city for the lost to come home. Listen, we as followers of Christ were not made for this planet. We know our ultimate home is with God. And so we're on that journey and we get to tell our story, you get to tell your story. We aren't here to get cozy. We aren't here to get comfortable. We're here to call people home to God for now and their future and provide a family for them to work their faith out. That's what we want to do. So we want to invite the lost home. So we're going to be talking over the next weeks and and months uh, of of a fresh mission strategy. We're plowing our our thinking and our resources to a fresh mission strategy that uh, Josh has been working on. And essentially one of those things is giving a day to the city. That is where we're calling the entire church to give a day to the city. And we're partnering with um, the authorities in our city, the council, the institutions in order to serve, to get a bowl of water, put a towel around our waist and to serve and wash the feet of our city in a practical way, in a practical way. We want to do banquets for for the homeless. We long to have a compassion center and we don't know if this will be uh, something we'll have to build or renovate. But in the meantime, we feel like we can create momentum and we could steward this building 
um, in a more fruitful way in order to increase our work of compassion. So uh, we're launching another soup kitchen. We are going to be launching a, uh, a debt and financial help center. We're looking at Grow Baby, which is about giving baby clothes to families that are in need, amongst other things. Um, we're looking for fresh partnerships with agencies and charities and churches around uh, the city. We'd love to have a 50-foot alpha table. So we just put a very long table, do an alpha course, and everyone invites, uh, invites their friends, their neighbors, the people that they meet. Uh, we'd love to have some buses to bus into areas of Hull. We want to plant people. So you've heard about planting churches. That's really important. We want to plant people. In other words, where you do life and work right now, we want to equip you to be planted in your place of work to be a missionary for Jesus. We value your work. We value what you do day in, day out, and we want to help equip you to do a great job in that. We want to serve our culture. That means serving the institutions. That means the council. It means going into the schools. It means going into the university. We want to create rooms for kids, for youth, for the marginalized, for students, those in our care homes, the elderly, the forgotten. And we want to create rooms across the city and the region. We feel like God has spoken to us about as growth comes and there's got to be a critical mass for this and careful planning and wisdom, but we, we believe that we will grow, that we will need a double morning uh, service. Um, but we would like to build a big presence, uh, which is really important, but we believe that comes through multiplication, multiplication of leaders. And we want to train leaders, and we believe that will come from looking at multi-site and church planting. So this is something very much on our radar. And God has spoken to us a few times through Isaiah 43, verse 5 and 6. I'll bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. So I may mean look, looking at multi-site expressions of us as a church in the north uh, Cottingham, Beverly area, the west, Willoughby, Kakella, uh, further out to Bruff, the east, uh, Preston Road, Holderness Road, and in the city centre in the south. And also, God has spoken to us about church planting. And uh, some of the places, um, not exclusive, if you come to me and say, I have a heart for this place, I won't say, oh, right, well, that didn't come up on my radar, uh, is that some of the places on our heart is on the east coast, Bridlington, Scarborough area, uh, the Wakefield area in West Yorkshire, Doncaster and Ghoul. So anyone has had a dream about Ghoul? It could be you, okay? It's like the National Lottery finger just going down on. It could be you. And of course, world mission and sending missionaries around the world. I just want to say to Jed and Kim, what you're doing in terms of creating a home is the most important thing you can do. Everything else is peripheral to that in terms of creating a home environment because that is the Lord's heart. I want to encourage you in that. Give you some final reflections. Revival looks like loving well, serving faithfully, giving generously, and honoring our community without an agenda. And this is what we want to do. The foyer has moved. And uh, in terms of how people connect in today's world, it's not just about gathering. This is really, really important and unique to the church. 
in the foyer in rooms like this, but it's also been more savvy with websites, social media, signage, branding, all these various things. So you'll see these things start to emerge this year in terms of a website, in terms of our branding. We're now pod on podcast. Anyone see our podcasts? Instagram, these kind of things. You'll start to see uh, these little subtle changes because we believe that this is all part of God's grace on us to unveil and, as it were, decloak us to the city around us. So when people are struck with that longing, that thirsting, that thirst for meaning, is that they'll at least know where the church is. And we want to be, be a people that they can call home. And we go back to our first filter in terms of this coming from God, in terms of um, this is something that anybody can talk about. In a word, home says everything that we want it to, stay, to say. Home is simple and easy to understand. I believe home speaks prophetically to our city of Hull. I believe it's prophetic in that we feel that the era that we as the church are best placed in is in exile. We're the people of Daniel, we're the people of Jeremiah's day, we're the people of Peter. Home is so powerful. It's powerful to us personally. The vineyard is home. Everything we do as a church is an existentialism for us as a family, for Joni and I and our kids. When we think of home, we think of God at the center. We think of inviting. We think of being hospitable. We think of a radical welcome to all. It's family, it's food, it's community. It's safe, it's authentic. You can be real, be yourself. It's messy, it's inclusive to all. It has boundaries. Our heart and our commitment is to serve this church and pastor this church, but we believe our church exists for its non-members. We believe this church exists for the city. We're not here to keep the carpets clean or the store cupboards tidy. We're here to reach people. We're here to reach people. And so you will see symptoms in the life of the church of this vision. You know, if you catch a cold you'll know you have a cold because of symptoms. And like that, if, if, as we see the culture and the vision of home, you'll start to see symptoms of that developing in our church environments. Let me just finish with this. Whenever we go uh, away for anything longer on a car journey of an hour, um, my entire family fall asleep. And I, I tell you what's amazing, I tested it only again a week ago, is that, when we turn into our street, they wake up. Has anyone else experienced that? You've been asleep for an hour, leaving me to it, and we get to our street and you'll wake up. And I'm, I'm really careful how I do the indicator and the brakes, and I'm looking around. Now, uh, our youngest, Elsie, who's nearly two, you know, she can barely speak. But it freaks me out because she, we go down that street and she goes, home or house. And she says it, home or house. It's, it's, it's bizarre. And um, my daughter's prophetic, clearly. <laughs> and this is my prayer. As people hear and catch the vision of home, home in God, home as a church, then suddenly you and our community will become awakened to all that God has for us. Maybe some of you have been asleep and suddenly as you hear the word home, suddenly your spirit and your soul awakens 
So this, this is something I can get on board with and that is something that we want to encourage you to do. It's interesting, when Hull was awarded the City of Culture, there was a line that they used to, that they used called everyone back to ours. Do you remember that? I don't know if you use that. In West Yorkshire, where I was from, you know, you had no mobile phones or anything, so you'd knock on someone's house and you'd say, are you lecking? Anyone remember that? You're playing out? Are you lecking? And everyone come back to ours. And, and you know, your mum, you know, my mum, you know, just have a bunch of our mates, my mates, descend and she'd have to cook tea for everyone. And there's no planning in that. It was just like you're coming around, everyone back to ours. And this is, this is the culture we want. This is the vision we're saying to our city. You're all welcome. Everyone back to ours. Come home. Come home to God. Come be part of the family. And then let's go and multiply that around the city. So what I'd love to do is I'd love to actually close with us having communion. And uh, I was just reflecting on this this last week that uh, for the first 1,500 years of church history that the, the pulpit wasn't the central thing which through the Reformation has become where uh, the church was built around. We see it with these beautiful giant uh, pulpits. But actually it was around the Lord's Supper because it wasn't about a person. It was about Christ. And I think it really would be powerful for us all, but also to say to God, God, we want to say, even though there's this vision and we, we believe it's come from you, is that we want to say it's about you. And we're going to gather as the body of Christ around you. Your precious blood that was shed and body was broken for us. We want to gather around that truth, the work of the cross. We want to say, Jesus, you are central in this church.